Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 50th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 24th episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, you know, an unbelievable website that's spotlighting all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are looking to get back to work. And for this episode, we have Keyshawn Hughes, who is most recently a neuro coach and project manager at Churnwell Software. Keyshawn, really happy to have you here. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited about this conversation we're going to have. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for making time. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you're dealing with this pandemic, where you've been quarantining, and how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Okay, so how I'm dealing with it, one moment at a time. It's a moment-to-moment -moment basis. So we're all in the house together, my husband, my three-year-old, um, she'll be four next week. And so just managing personalities, needs throughout the day um, while me trying to do what it is that I do, which is neuro coaching, I do speaking. And then also I've been putting myself out there for short-term project-based work based on the skills that I built up over 19 years as a product marketing manager and project manager. And so there's that. <laughs> We've been quarantining together um, at, in our home right outside of Atlanta, Georgia and Smyrna, Georgia. And like I said, I just take it moment to moment. So today's a good day. Today's, right now is a good moment. It's quiet. I'm hoping that no one will walk in. I warned everybody I was doing this. And so it's like, you know, navigating that with, with the rest of most of America and the world right now. So I'm not alone. That's what I tell myself daily. I'm not alone. This is not just me in this. You know, I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's crazy. This is probably one of the few instances in our lifetime where it's like everyone yes. in the world is dealing That's with right. it. It's not yes. country, state, you know, it's, it's everyone. Yep. It's crazy. Right. Right. Have you gotten any of those kind of freelance mini projects that you've been reaching out for? Not yet. Um, well, I have. Well, actually, I have. I've done several speaking engagements. So with my neuro coaching, what that is, is just using the power and the information of neuroscience to let people know where they are emotionally. And I've been speaking specifically to organizations because people who are working are extremely stressed right now. There are statistics out there that say that we are on the verge of a mental health crisis, or if not already in the beginning stages of one, um, people have a lot of burnout symptoms that will lead to eventual burnout, which can take up to three years to recover from in some instances. So this is a serious health situation that we're in outside of the virus that's just in the air that we could pick up if we walk outside and you know, sneeze at somebody, you know? So, so there's a lot going on there. So I've actually been doing speaking engagements. I have one tomorrow and I've been so thankful to be able to share that knowledge. It's really tied to my purpose. And so that's really been keeping me going too, just being able to be of service in some way. So those are the kinds of speaking engagements that I, or work and freelance engagements that I've been doing, just talking to groups of people and also doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with people who, there are still people who have dreams right now. There are still people who are, like I said, in the workforce. So that's really what I've been doing is working with people who are in the workforce, working with people who have their own businesses, who want to thrive during this time if at all possible <laughs> and so they want the tools and the information and the support to do that and so i've been able to offer that and that's been a a gift it's been a gift to me a real gift to me 
Yeah, that's amazing. I think, you know, I, I, I can see it and I'm sure many others who are still working kind of, you know, you're able to yes. be productive at home, but the burnout rate is way higher. That's it. That's it. It's way higher right now. And burnout has a lot of different symptoms and it's individualized, so it's different for everyone. And it can be so subtle and insidious that once it hits you and you're pretty much laid out and can't do anything more than like the day-to-day, like I can brush my teeth and then get back in bed, you know, it can be really serious, which can completely affect your productivity. And so companies don't want that. And of course, us as people, we don't want that. I don't, my family doesn't want that. And I don't want that for myself. So people are, I would say, more alerted to that possibility. And so they're more willing to take the time to and we have some, some people have more time to do webinars. <laughs> like you can just hop on online. That's a great thing too. I'm not doing any in-person engagements, but it's so easy to connect this way and share this information. So that's what people have been making time in their day to do. Yeah, maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in this space. Yeah, okay. So long story, I, my my skill base and my degrees, my, <laughs> my education is in business, marketing, and strategic communication. I have a, mar- a master's degree in strategic communication, and I've worked for mostly technology companies. I did start my career in products and in sales and marketing, so that's where I got my foundation of being able to speak extemporaneously and hear no, <laughs> so that doesn't scare me. <laughs> but I wanted to get more into like the classic marketing. I, I love to write. I love to communicate, and so I took a, a, a marketing job at Lexis Nexus, Lexis Nexus Risk Solutions, and I was there for almost eight years, going between product management and marketing management. So it was a big company, multi-billion dollar company, and I learned a lot there. I learned a lot about process. I learned a lot about structure, and I got a great opportunity to work for a smaller tech company that was transitioning out of startup mode into more enterprise engagements, and they wanted someone who understood process and structure. So I was hired by Sharewell, and I was there with them for over five years, and I put that structure and process in place in both the marketing department and then over on the engineering side. So I managed as a senior product marketing manager and a senior product release manager all the processes and cross-functional engagement and communication internally um, for Sharewell software for over five years and was directly, was let go directly because of COVID-19 that affected finances at Sharewell. It was a big hit and me and hundreds of other people were let go over the first and second quarters there. And so I, it was a shock. It was like a shock, but then not because I understood what was happening in the rest of the world. But then, no, I didn't want that to happen. You know, I I had dreams, I had, you know, bills, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I enjoyed what I did. And I felt like I was really good at what I did. And I felt like I was in my purpose, like helping people in that way and and engaging with people every day like I did. And I mourned that, I grieved that. That was a big loss for me. And so what I did was I used the information that I've learned over the years, how to manage crises, uh, how to communicate strategically, also emotional regulation techniques, meditation, (laughs) and I use my own neuroscience principles that I've learned through coaching um, training, and I use it on me, and I was able to get through it, and in June, so I was let go in April, but by June, I was then booking speaking engagements to talk to other people, and 
I, I do believe that there was a purpose in this season for me <laughs> to like transition out of working in the way that I was to then doing this other type of work. And I feel like that's what makes me be able to smile and be on here and be all bubbly and happy. It's not, it's genuine. I actually do feel good. And that's, but, but I know that there's a possibility for other feelings to come up too. So that's why I say it's a moment to moment thing for me. And that's where I am. And then in this season, I've learned that, you know, I don't want to work full time anymore for one company. I, I didn't even know that project-based work for product marketers, people with that skill set, was a thing until now. So I've learned so much about what's company agencies, consulting agencies, and networking. I've been doing a lot of networking, having a lot of conversations like I'm having with you, which are fun because I'm a people person. As you can, I'm a little bit extroverted. So I want to connect with people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to like, talk to people <laughs> other than my family members. I love them, but I want to like talk to people. And so I've been having lots of conversations, connecting a lot to people on LinkedIn, new people. I myself have been learning so much, signing up for those webinars that I talked about, to talk about leadership skills and to talk about resilience. <laughs> That's a word that we hear so much about now, like everybody wants to be resilient, but we, we need those skills to be able to navigate that's another buzzword <laughs> during this time so <laughs> that's what I've been doing yeah really really interesting I love to hear the you know first for, for anyone who's people you know people person it's tough being yes in your house uh, I think uh, <laughs> yeah LinkedIn and connecting and doing some of those webinars and then putting yourself out there is a great way to at least try and keep keep the normal yes what's going on that's it because that's the big thing that was disrupted was the certainty. Like I had a routine. I knew pretty much what to expect. And work is a big place where people, like that's people's therapy. Like I know if I can go to work today, I know there are dragons that I slay all the time there really well. That provides me with that sense of certainty that grounds me. And when that was pulled under the rug for millions of people, that's what's really affected our emotional health is the fact that I don't know. I don't know where to extend this part of myself. I need some type of footing. I don't know how to gain that. And um, I understand that. I reckon it happened to me. And so, yes, setting up my own daily routine, um, conversations like this, meetings, um, my own training, and then doing actual work, like customizing presentations. Everybody's, every organization is unique. Every organization has their own DNA. They have their own culture. And so when I survey them, I do my marketing principles with them too. I don't, I want a two-way dialogue. I don't want to just be a talking head viewing right. all these stats, you know? So I connect with organizations and I want to know exactly what it is that they're dealing with on a collective level. And that's always tied to what people are dealing with individually. And then I speak to that. So that's been work, like building those talking points and tools and resources that will specifically help those people within those organizations and so yeah that's it but and it's, it's it feels like it's work because it's also emotional work for me because as I'm doing the research for the organization stuff is coming up in me you know what I'm saying like oh triggered <laughs> you know what I mean like I have to deal with that so and I do so it's been that kind of moment to moment vacillation and regulation yeah have to take it day by day I yes you got a master's degree and then also had to get a coaching certification? Yes, 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 yes. So university um, in strategic communication was a great program and I'm so thankful that I did. 
Um, I began there in 2018, so it's recent. I graduated in 2019, so I was able to walk across the stage. I was able to have that ceremony to put that cap on that milestone that a lot of people didn't get this year. So that's something too that people are, you know, like, hey, what the, what the heck, I did all this work. And so there's that. I'm a proud HBCU graduate. I graduated from Morris Brown College almost 20 years ago um, with a business and marketing degree. And so that was like, like I said, the foundation to the skill set that I was able to build over the years working for organizations. And that's what I did a lot of. But my own personal development is tied to my neuroscience training and leadership training. And so I'm able to share real personal stories with people and connect, not from such a heady, like I said, database level, but from an emotional level. That's what I learned. I, I just was exposed to neuroscience. I'm, I'm a huge podcast listen to, listener. I uh, subscribe to Stitcher. That's my favorite app. And I've listened to over 22,000 episodes over the last few years, which is crazy. But I do it all day. I'm always listening to information. And, I, and through my graduate program and through podcasts, really discovered the amazing information that is out there now that wasn't available 10 or even 20 years ago about what's happening in our brains as we even interact the way you and I are interacting. And I'm so passionate about it and I want people to know about it, but I want to share it in a way that's relatable and, you know, just really connects, really connects with what's going on internally. So. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the hard part is making it kind of human level. So yes. You know, understand it. But I think yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> the more complicated kind of data. And yeah, it, it can be super complicated. And when I tell people that, it's kind of like, okay, like, you know, sometimes it doesn't really, once again, there's no connection there, but just making it personal because we all have brains. They pretty much do similar things. And so they're pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're pretty cool. Um, so yes, someone, like I said, more extroverted, more about communication and sales and marketing and what really too, and it's also too, I was thinking about this. Um, it's so funny looking in hindsight, how you can see how different seasons in your life all lead you to where you are currently. And so I feel like the, my career provided me with that because I was always, I always started off in marketing, but was then offered opportunities to work with engineers, which, you know, completely different personality set for the most part. <laughs> so the buzziness in the marketing department feels a lot different than, than the experience in the engineering department. But what I learned about myself is there's this power in being able to speak different languages. We're speak, all speaking English for the most part, but we think differently. Our, we use different parts of our brain. So that was actually preparing me um, for what I'm doing now, talking to organizations. So I can speak to people from all walks of life and it's been really, really awesome. It feels really good. It feels really good. Good. Yeah. You think about it. Sounds, sounds amazing. You've kind of touched on it already, but what would you Thank say you're looking for in your next role? I know you've mentioned maybe more consulting and freelance than full-time. Yeah. Yes. What am I looking for in my next role? I'm looking for opportunity. I, I feel like the, one of the great skills that I have or the skills that I want to really provide to organizations is if you need initiation energy, you need, you need to get something off of the ground. So it's, which is typically difficult, but what I say is I like to make hard things easy. So companies who have 
difficulty probably or difficulty with starting an initiative you have you want to be more focused on diversity um, equity and inclusion but how do you even start how do I we get a process or a program going I would be able to provide that or we want to now we're a, we're a smaller tech company we want to like how I did at Sharewell engage we want to operate with a bigger company we want to have bigger competitors um, we, or we want to compete with um, bigger names in our in our space but we need the structure to do it we don't need one person doing 50 million roles we want everyone to have more assigned and defined roles and we want to learn how to function better as across functions so provide i would like to come in and provide that process and that understanding and make it so that people can do that and it feels as easy as possible i do it with empathy <laughs> i think that's really important just having empathy when you're going in and you're dealing with people who have a big challenge with change and they, they want to be able to change but they don't want it to hurt <laughs> they don't want it they don't want to be in a lot of conflict when they do it or they don't want to they don't want it to take five years um i would like to provide that in my next role and in my in my projects that's why i think that's why i was saying i think it will be important for me to do this on a project basis whether it takes three months or a year um i want to be able to provide that foundation for people to um, help them with that so they can they can reach that next level do you think people are getting more impatient with results, you know, they expect to see results much sooner? I think it, it's, it happens depending on the organization's culture. So some, some organizations are, are more neurotic, yes. <laughs> um, some people, individuals are that way and they feel impatient. And so, but there are simple techniques that we can incorporate into our day-to-day our -day that we can even do at work or when we're in communication with others that'll help us to be more aware recognize that it doesn't serve us and then do be strategic so I will provide those communication principles the actual process to get people to that place so yes absolutely we deal with impatience I think this this experience this pandemic experience has told us that it doesn't matter if you're impatient you're gonna have to wait to do certain things you know you're gonna have to sit down you're gonna have nothing to do outside of what the most important thing is for you to focus on yourself and the people that you love and people that are closest to you. So just bringing it all back. Hopefully we remember these lessons as we catapult out of this, <laughs> this season. Because it's gonna end. Everything ends. Everything comes to an end. Everything has a beginning, middle, and end. This will end eventually. And I hope that we're able to take those lessons with us. Like previous generations did when they went through big things like the depression. I hope there were, there were lessons learned. People's personalities were shaped by that. So there's an opportunity for us to tap into what that could be for us and then take that with us, all the best things with us, you know, and recognize, well, we're gonna take some pain with us too, but there are ways to move out of that in a healthy way. That's really interesting is, right, how we're gonna get out of this. And then yes. we'll change or if we're just gonna revert back to everything we yes. were six months ago. Some people do. There are some statistics on, change in organizations there's the 20 60 20 i don't know if you've heard of that number but there are 20 percent of people typically who are the change agents the change makers they're super revved up they're ready to go and they have the information and the tools to move people in a new direction 60 percent they're called the movable middle so with some support and you know some guidance 
they could go with that 20% of change makers. And then you have your 20% of resistors who have a more fixed mindset and it doesn't matter what you give them, they're gonna stay the way they want to, the way they have all, the way they're most comfortable, the what, what to what they know. And so that movable middle, that which way do you wanna go? Do you wanna stay in a fixed state or do you wanna move in a new direction? You know, which 20% are you gonna choose to follow? So that's something else I like to share with people too. We can see it apply to so many parts of our lives in our families. <laughs> we can kind of have that percentage breakdown. In politics, we have that percentage breakdown. So yes, there are gonna be people who not only revert, but they never changed. They were never moved. <laughs> so we just have to recognize that they're there and you know, allow them to be, provide them empathy, allow them to be who they are, where they are, if it serves them but it shouldn't have to change whatever my individual motivations are and how I see myself moving forward. Yeah, I think that's the important part is, you know, if you're in that 20% who's fine where you are, let them be first letting them. Yes, let them be. The others. <laughs> yes. Favorite project that maybe you've been involved in? Oh gosh, a favorite project. I First, oh gosh, there, there are a few. Oh my goodness. Because even in my volunteer work, I would do the same thing. So there are so many different things coming in. I know you gave me this question ahead of time, but there's so many different things that are just coming to me at this, at this moment. So I would, I'll just talk about, um, just recently before I left Sharewell, we, we, we revamped or refreshed our product release process. And so we used Gartner research and information to support the ways in which we, we mapped out our go-to-market plan, how we would engage even more aspects of the organization, even more um, teams. So we included finance and legal um, into our process so that it just made our process more transparent. It was supported by really good research and we involved marketing a lot more into our process because sometimes within organizations, they tend to be either more marketing focused or more engineering focused we were more engineering focused. So we were able to pull in more of that team element from the marketing team, which just made us stronger and better. So I would say that was a project I was very proud of to be able to roll out to the organization before I, before I departed. <laughs> yeah. What would you, and you kind of touched on this too, what would companies be getting if they did hire you, whether it's, you know, as a consultant, maybe just to, you know, yes. one time speak, you know, to speak to them for one time, you know, what would they be getting if they did reach out to you? Oh, thank you for that question. I think they'll be getting someone who is extremely passionate about seeing them win. I love win-wins and I believe that all things are possible. And so that fuels me. And I, someone who's very resource, research and data oriented. And so I like to put it. And so I can sense what, what's happened to people as I can to get their lived experience within the organization, what the needs are. And then I'm gonna pull all of those things together and, and, and create a process for them from start to finish that hopefully feels very unique and customized to their needs and helps them, like I said, to get to the next levels that they're looking for towards meeting their goals in their business. Another thing that I can offer to organizations is communication skills. I love writing. I love speaking. I love training. And so if 
there are organizations who are looking for ways to improve their ability to communicate both internally and externally with their with their audience and in a voice that speaks to them that in, in a voice that speaks to the different stakeholder audiences that they serve i can provide that all with empathy enthusiasm but like i said i'm extremely as well and i, I will provide whatever tools and resources and access to information they need to, to align with those goals. Yeah, I think that's all super valuable. Case, Thank you. <laughs> reach out. What do you like to do outside of work? I know you're listening to podcasts the majority of the day, but. Yes, well, I'm always listening to podcasts. So I love being in nature. I, I love being outside. And so I don't know if you heard my dog flapping his ears. He's always like, like covering around me. I have a little mini schnauzer. So, and then my family, we, we love being outside. Um, we're runners. Well, my husband's a runner. I'm, I'm a like jogger walker. My, my daughter, she's a runner too. <laughs> so we love nature trails. We love visiting waterfalls. Georgia is beautiful as far as a lot of the, I'm sorry, Georgia has beautiful landscapes and terrain. Um, that's pretty much what we've been exploring, just like little hour-long road trips and day trips that we've been taking in this season. So I spend a lot of time outside when I can in nature. And then when I'm by myself, I'm listening to podcasts. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Once again, just talking about that certainty, it's just something that I know I can go to. I love to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. And I just listen to all kinds of topics and subjects, you know. So I, I love from comedians to, you know, astrology to neuroscience, anything, anything, black culture. So yeah. Those are the things I love to do. Great. I mean, that's really it for me, unless there's something I didn't touch on that you'd like to speak on. No. Once again, just thank you for this. This has been fun. I hope we can keep in touch outside of this. And thank you to the Avail List. I, I just think this initiative is so dope. I, I, I don't even remember how I came across it. But I said, I don't know, because I'm not necessarily a creative, but I work with creatives. And I, you know, have my foundation in, in, in marketing and advertising and so I hope I can be included so just to be a part of the September avail list nine was a great pick-me-up and I just appreciate you the time you're taking and the entire initiative and organization so thank you yeah well you know of course and I'm glad you know very well deserved I think like you said you thank may you. not be in the creative field but as a creative or you know having been at you know, advertising agencies for, you know, almost six years. It is a very high stress, high energy environment. Yes. And I think, you know, we need more people like you who can come in and kind of teach people how to think and reassess, you know, all the stress and anxiety going on. In, in Thank you. Yeah, I love to do that. We <laughs> can get in touch with you. Hey, how can, oh, my website, KeyshawnHughes.com. On LinkedIn, I'm Keyshawn Rigel Hughes. Rigel is my maiden name. And I, I love to connect. Please connect with me. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's just set up a, like a conversation to just talk about where we are and what our goals are and how we could possibly support each other. I think that's great. Amazing. Well, good luck and thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> and that's a wrap for the 50th Yay. episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who's <laughs> tell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me an email or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work. And now you can also check out all of these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back in Advertising.
giving you a new podcast to listen to. Yes, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize there was a podcast. Oh, that just did it. I'm, I'm subscribing. 